Welcome back to Solar Speaks, uh, Solar Power World's program where you get to hear from the industry's biggest newsmakers in their own words. Uh, today we're talking with Carlos Moreno. He is the, a general partner with CNG Solar Engineering and we're here to talk about the permitting process in the United States, which Carlos, I think you'd probably agree is kind of a nightmare. <laughs> yes, it is, Frank. Um, you know, I hear from from uh, installers all the time that what's really driving up the, the price of a solar installation and preventing it from becoming uh, truly competitive with fossil fuels is, in fact, the permitting process. What is your take on how we do permitting in this country and how it's inhibiting the solar industry? Well, I think the permit process is... Uh it benefits the industry a lot. They're very thorough. Um, you know, there's a bunch of codes, and they're very, they're very careful to, to not have something that's unsafe for the customer. So I, I understand how they can be so, uh, so critical when designing a smaller system or, or any system for that matter. Um, but I think where we're dropping the ball is we're not generating enough, uh, enough people that know about solar. So people in the marketplace to design systems or to know about solar enough. To you know, to where you can go to a company and hire people that know solar drafting, solar engineering, permit drafting, things like that. And I think that's what what's driving the cost up so much because there's not that many people that know about the different codes, about you know, about solar alone. So solar designing it it brings together a bunch of different bunch of different aspects. Well, the jurisdictional codes are sort of where I'm where I think there are a lot of issues. I, I think a lot of the solar installers understand sort of the general codes, right. but you get down to a locality or a homeowners association or what have you, and that's where sort of the, to me anyway, the problems start. I hear rumors, and Carlos, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that Germany has a one-page permitting application for a solar installation, and we all know they're sort of leading the world in solar um, installations. Right. Is that, first of all, is that true? I find that really hard to believe, but <clears throat> is that true? And if it is true, why can't the United States come up with something similar? So I've talked to, I've talked to a bunch of installers about that. I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure that it's one page, but I do know it's a lot more standardized than here in the U.S., um, they, you know, they get down to the technical, to what's going to work, what's not going to work, and that's that. In here, like you said, you, you come across a bunch of HOAs, a bunch of people that don't want solar based on, uh, you know, aesthetic reasons or, 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 or aspects that don't really make sense for the installers. Um, and I think, I think the reason we're so behind on that or we have a bunch of, we have problems kind of standardizing the permitting processes because lack of knowledge, you know, simply put, it's just lack of knowledge. There's a bunch of people try to, you know, trying to do a bunch of things just based on their, their background. So you have a lot of electrical engineers, you have a lot of structural engineers, and they try to bring in their knowledge to the solar industry, which is helpful, but you can't apply all of those aspects to the solar industry. That's, you know, that's, that's what's, in my opinion, that's what's affecting the permitting process here in the U.S. So is it a matter of solar installers just getting to know the 
project review boards or the um, zone planning and zoning commission members and doing a long-term education on solar or or is there some broader way for us to do that so that we don't have to do it on such an individual basis i think uh, i think getting together with localities and uh, you know cities alone would would help the process a lot you know informing everybody and coming up with uh you know coming up with a standard way of doing plans for 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 a state or for a county uh, because you know i've I've been doing I've been doing permitting for about two years now, and I can design a system in Malibu um, with one criteria, and then I can design a system in Santa Monica, which is 10, 15 miles down PCH, and it's a totally different criteria. But it's the same zone, it's the same wind loads, it's the same. You know, you're still in the beach. It's the the geographic area does not change, but the criteria. Um, under which we have to design in is is completely different. So I think standardizing based on you know zones or localities or you know municipalities that would help out a lot. Um, I don't think it's the installer's fault. I think it's you know it's the people in people at the you know building and safety offices and things like that that don't know enough about projects. All right, so that gets to a, a central question that that I don't know if you've read anything that I've written, but over the last three years I've screamed and yelled about this at the top of my lungs to the point where people start getting annoyed with me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but how do you go about doing a broad-scale education of the public, of the government officials that... I mean, part of the problem, of course, Carlos, is that we have 50 states... And then we within those states, I mean, I, Ohio, which is where I'm based, has 88 counties. <laughs> right. And within each of those counties, then you've got localities. And that, of course, educating all of those people about the benefits of solar and what it's supposed to look like and how it's supposed to be safest, of course, is, is almost mind-bogglingly difficult. So what is your suggestion about how the solar industry can go about trying to get as much of uh, as many of those people educated as possible without doing what I was talking about earlier which is going on an individual by individual basis which will be incredibly time consuming and will all be dead by the time solar takes um, center stage at that point I think solar city is doing a good job with that um, at least here in the uh, you know in the Los Angeles area or California um, they're going out and they're they're doing a bunch of seminars and webinars um, informing people about solar. Um, I've also seen them involved in a bunch of uh, you know like local events for people to come out in and get themselves informed about solar. They do like free housing uh, estimates or energy estimates, things like that. Um, I think getting everybody in one page and coming out and informing the uh, you know, the public about the benefits of solar and, you know, what you should expect or not expect from a system. I think that would help us in the long run. Um, as far as, as far as localities, um, you know, like I said before, I think it's just a matter of them getting together and figuring out what's going to be needed on a set of plans. Um, and that would make it a lot easier for, for the installers and, and salespeople to, to sell systems. 
because that's one that's one less thing that they have to worry about. Solar is already complicated enough. Um, I think they should they should make everything as easy and simple as possible. Do you think there's a way that we'll ever have a national permitting process? By which I mean, uh, I don't mean one application that could be applied to the entire country because I because we have 50 states as opposed to Germany, which has far fewer states, I think that'd be almost impossible. But is there a way to come up with a template so that you don't, you don't literally have to go to every locality's civil engineer and explain to them in no uncertain terms how solar works and how it will benefit the community and, um, you know, the difficult, or the, how that all goes together? Because, again, I think my biggest concern is that having to do all of those conversations individually just, it's overwhelming. I mean, even thinking about it, my head hurts. So, yeah, so I think a, uh, a statewide standardized process is possible. Um, I think it's just a matter of bringing in uh, building officials and solar companies and figuring out how to make the process a lot easier because there's a lot of building officials that that don't know enough about solar but they're kind of thrown into the plan check process and you know they're just told to figure it out um, and I've talked to a bunch of plan checkers that feel this way so I think it's just it's just a matter of informing the building officials and then the building officials informing the solar companies as to what they're looking for what their requirements are what their worries are and then kind of collaborating between the two parties and coming up with a way to make things make things faster and easier for the public and you know in the long term make it more cost effective who would be the best um organization currently in the solar industry maybe it doesn't exist yet that could help create for lack of a better term a sort of a template course or a template presentation that installers could make to these people or make to big groups of these people if they meet at the, at the state level. You know, I, I think, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Carlos, but I think it might be helpful to installers in the solar industry alike if somebody would come up with sort of a standardized pitch almost um, right. from the very basics of solar and, again, all the benefits through to the real technical details um, that the project engineers or the planning and zoning folks are going to worry about. Um, is there an organization out there who can do that? Um, I don't think there's an organization out there that well, can do that. Well, why not? Darn it. I don't you know. you start that, And that's something that, uh, that I've been talking to my team about. You know, And I, I think every permitting firm has that question like why isn't there somebody out there doing that i think the company or not a company the organization that gets the closest to doing that is a uh is a uh, national database and it's called the solarpermits.org and what they do is they uh it's an open source website where you can go in and if you have information of a certain municipality or jurisdiction you can upload that to the website so they it's kind of like a huge database for solar permitting firms like us um, to go there and type in, I don't know, let's say Cleveland, Ohio, and the address will come up, phone number will come up. If you if you guys have like a, like a PV design requirement sheet, 
that would be uploaded on there. So I think those, they have the upper hand on everybody else because they already have a lot of the, of the requirements that a bunch of jurisdictions need all over the country. Um, it's just a matter of bringing all of those together, reviewing them, and then taking that to building officials, maybe partnering up with bigger solar companies or design firms like us, and then creating a team, taking that to a uh, building and safety official team, and then kind of going from there. That's clean power finance, right? Who, who runs who runs that solar perm- permitting website? It is. It's CPF. Yep, that's what I thought. Um, does the computer also laugh at you when you call up Cleveland, Ohio, and ask them if there are any solar regulations? Because really, I mean, it's Cleveland, Ohio. We get about three days of sun a year. But um, I mean, I'd love to have solar in my house. But I once asked an installer if if that were possible, and he said, "Do you have a south-facing roof?" I said, "Yes." He said, "Do you have any trees?" I said, "Lots of large, green, lush trees." He said, "Nah, you don't qualify." Um, yeah. So it makes me very sad. But <clears throat> moving on. Uh, so tell me about what uh, CNG Solar Engineering can do or is doing to help solar installers sort of navigate this insane permitting process that we have. Right. So, uh, so like I said before, I've been doing solar for quite some time now. Um, and everybody on my team, they've been doing solar for at least three years. So we know what their requirements are. And, you know, in the Los Angeles area and overall, you know, in California, we kind of know what the focus is. Um, and their focus is a lot on on the structural aspect of the system. So making sure it's not going to fall off of your roof or fall through your roof or, you know, or things like that. Um, and I think we benefit our, you know, our our clients in a way where, we let them know how much, uh, you know, how much a system is going to take to install or produce. We tell them what the major, uh, corrections or what the main, or the major components of a solar installation these people are looking for just based on jurisdictions. Um, we also have a really quick turnaround time with anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. Um, and our price point is also really low. Uh, so I think, I think a price point turnaround time along with the knowledge we provide them um, is very helpful for them. But we are in the process of expanding to a, uh, you know, we want to expand to the entire nation. Right now we're in five different states, uh, but we want to do it a, uh, we want to expand to the entire U.S. and create a, uh, a nationwide database. And that way people, you know, people, installers, even if they're not our clients, can access that database and figure out what's going on with each jurisdiction. So kind of do what solarpermits.org is doing, but do it a lot better. <laughs> do it a lot better. Well, and do it do it from an engineering perspective. I, the, one of right. the, the issues I've had with solar permits, and this is no offense to clean power finance, um, is that it's all self-reported. And, and right. to me, that's... If I were a, an installer, that would be a problem for me now. The solarpermits.org is a, is a good website because somebody's got to at least start this process. Um, but I, to depend on solar installers, especially the small ones who are working in, in municipalities that don't have a lot of solar installed anyway, to do all of that legwork and then do all of the legwork of, of posting it to the site just seems a little unrealistic to me. Um, and so, 
it probably is very good in um, high solar states, Arizona, California, New Jersey maybe, uh, because the, the activity there is so high. But in states like, I'm sorry to say, Ohio, um, or, or other states like that, I think it's a lot less likely that they're going to upload data. And then, of course, there's no way to double-check whether it's 100% accurate or not. Um, right. So <clears throat> I love the idea um, of having a database started by an engineering firm like yourself to help um, standardize that and, and make it a little more first-person research-oriented. Um, as opposed to, as I said, uploaded um, right. from installers. Let me. You were talking about the regulations in California, and I have another discussion coming up here in the next few days, uh, next few weeks, I should say, about the fire regulations in California um, that are sweeping the nation. Um, I won't use the cliche that <laughs> is just inappropriate, um, particularly in California. Uh, yeah. What is the, the – there's a big debate going on on the website, um, on our website, which is solarpowerworldonline.com, about uh, – there was an article written that claimed one manufacturer and one racking system together are the only ones that satisfy the fire regulations, and that set off a big debate. A lot of people came back in and said, no, ours are too. From your perspective, what are the what is the point of the fire regulations in California, and how successfully do you think they'll be implemented? Well, I don't know. I can't tell you if uh, you know if they work a hundred percent or not. But I am confident that they're going to be implemented fully all over the states because California, like you said, is one of the leading states in solar installations. So everybody's kind of looking at us as a model and, uh, you know, just mimicking what we do. Um, I know that they're very strict here, you know, when it comes to those types of, those types of regulations. Um, there's been, you know, I've been in situations where my permit gets approved at the building and safety office. Um, but then I get out to the, you know, to the field for a final plan check or final inspection and my process gets shut down because of, you know, five inches of clearance, six inches of clearance, which is, you know, in my opinion, is 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 very minimal. But if you know, if you put yourself in their shoes and something happens, there's a fire or something, they need as much space as they can to get around the array and you know, potentially to save lives. So, um, so I'm not sure if I completely answered what you asked me, but I think that the uh, that the solar guidelines and regulations are going to be implemented all over the U.S. and I think they're they're going to be effective in doing that. Do you think that's a? I mean, you were talking about what you consider to be sort of minor issues, and I do see the the firefighters' perspective on this. I mean, the the goal in a fire is not to save the solar array; it's to save the how the the people inside the house and then the house right. first. So I, I'm not suggesting in any way that that firefighters shouldn't be protected um, but do you as an engineer or the installers that you talk to and installers are your your primary um, customers correct right. okay correct um, from talking to the installers who work with you 
do the, is it your view that installers see these new regulations as onerous? And there was also the question that's come up, you know, they're supposed to be in, uh, going to effect in, on January 1st of 2015, if memory serves. Right, right. But they're already being enforced in particular localities um, prior to the sort of their statewide rollout. Um, so to, to get back to the question that I actually meant to ask uh, during that whole rambling little speech, what are the installers telling you about about how these regulations are going to affect their businesses? Um, I mean, well, it's going to make it a lot harder for them because it's it takes a long time for for installers to catch up on this. Uh, you know, obviously, my clients, I try to inform them um, as soon as I hear about the news. But other installers, they don't know about this, so they'll get a project permitted go out to the field and realize that it's not going to get approved and then they have to go back to the drawing board, maybe get another system designed um, and then pay that extra fee and then get it re-approved. So I know they, I know they don't like them um, and I also know that they are, they're being implemented here in the Los Angeles area already, um, if I'm not mistaken. And that's, that happens all the time. That happened last year when the, uh, when the NEC 20, 2011 was being implemented onto the solar designs. Um, LA County was already implementing it, I think, three or four months before it was a, a statewide rollout. Do you think that that's going to have an effect on the um, expansion of the solar industry in California? <sighs> yes and no. I think in the short term, um, it will, because it's, it's another thing that that installers or solar companies are going to have to um, worry about of kind of go back to the drawing board and re redevelop their uh, their template kind of or their regulations, their database, update all that stuff. But in the long term, I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, I think here in California, everybody in the solar industry is very versatile, and as soon as they see a change, they they're you know. They make sure to implement it and not make that mistake again, uh, because at the end of the day, that's what uh, you know. Solar is what they live off of, so I think they'll apply themselves. There's been a lot of talk too um, about unscrupulous installers sort of giving a, a black eye to the industry. With uh, Jeff Spees uh, from Quickmount PV wrote about it very eloquently on our website. Um, basically told solar installers to stop lying to their customers. Um, <laughs> caught a lot of flack for that. But anyway, uh, so is are the regulations a way, not officially, but in a way to sort of separate the wheat from the chaff? Of course, of course. I think any time you, you know, a city or a, or a jurisdiction brings in new codes, it's to kind of make the industry better. Um, and in turn weed out the people who, who can't keep up. Um, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, when you, when you mention either salespersons or installers, you know, lying to the customers, telling them that they can fit X amount of modules and they're completely ignoring the fire clearances and they show them this preliminary layout that, that has the roof maximized. No fire clearances, going over vents, things like that, and the customer is happy because they think they're going to get a, you know, a, a beautiful system on their roof. 
but you know once they actually get the system permitted you have to take out you know at least 20 30 percent of the panels that you initially had on your roof and that you know that affects the customer um that affects their projected um outcome of the system and things like that so i think it's um I think it is an issue in the solar industry, but I think it's getting a lot better versus, you know, versus before. We've been talking with Carlos Moreno, uh, general partner of CNG Solar Engineering, and we wanted to, we talked permitting, um, and Carlos did what I think is a great job of explaining why there are so many issues with the permitting process and how the solar industry can go about trying to fix them. Um, Carlos, if there's any thing that we can do here at Solar Power World or any of my listeners can do to help you build that database, uh, just let me know. Um, and anybody out there who wants to contact Carlos to help with that project, um, go ahead and contact me at Fandork at Solar Power World online and I will make sure I pass all, all of the information on to Carlos and, uh, and he'll be in contact with you. Uh, thanks, Carlos, for joining us on the program today. Thank you for having me, Frank. Uh, I'm Frank Andorka. Uh, I'm a senior editor with Solar Power World magazine, and you've been listening to another edition of Solar Speaks. Until next time, everyone.